Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. A little slow there. It's like you had to get, your, your, get in your grip. I was trying to do a little bit of a dramatic pause, make it sound a lot more uh, interesting and engaging, and make that state portion pop out of Atlanta. I don't know. Yeah, I lost my grip on the beer. That's what really happened. <laughs> <clears throat> happens to the best of us. So welcome back, guys. First uh, time in the past three weeks. We've all three been here together. So uh, all right. Right. I hope you enjoyed your uh, political party, your, your Black Panther party you went to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a good time. We had a couple of guys from uh, ECU podcast, The Sports Objective, uh, join Tim and I here to talk a little bit for about 30 minutes or so about that game. And um, they uh, they thought they were going to win that game, man. They were pretty sure about it. <laughs> I actually went on to their show on Thursday to kind of give our side of the thing. And I stuck around a little bit after I uh, was, they were done with me. And they were kind of giving me some crap, which is fair. Everyone should give me crap. I, I'm very deserving of crap. You stirred the pot a little bit there, David. Just, uh, just a little bit. You're 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 always so kind to opposing fans um, when they're on our podcast or you're on their podcast, and it's like, you know, I I shoot the shit with you, um, you know, like even off camera here, and you're even a little nice on here. In person, you are like I'm like what what is this, David? Where where are you at, man? Like go hard. When the camera's off, I'm uh, a little bit slightly nicer of a person. Well, you know, uh, my wife well, listens to these things, so you know, mm. I don't want to get in trouble for my my hobby because my wife's uh, mm. listening. Also, uh, thanks for listening, babe. Appreciate it. Getting those uh, numbers pumped up big time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I forget what I just said. But I was going to suggest an episode title out of that whole thing. But yeah, anyhow, they uh, they did not take kindly to my position on them. In American, the fact that Georgia State belongs in it, but I think on Saturday we showed that there's one team that looks at a be playing at a higher caliber of football than the other. Uh, Tim, you were not at the game. I got to hear Ryan's thoughts while we were in the Center Park Stadium. What'd you think of the game watching it in your cabin retreat? I don't know, Camp David, wherever you were. <laughs> Camp David, Bryson City, North Carolina. Anyway, uh, I I thought was impressed. I think we uh, we started out really fast. Um, except yeah, for we, that first, yeah, we gave, up, we gave up points faster than anybody gave up points before. So fast, <laughs> three scores in what two minutes? Well, yeah, because I was walking in late because I tend to drink before games. I uh, thank Brian for the, the tailgate. We'll talk about that in a sec. But uh, yeah, so I I have actually missed kickoff both weeks for our home games here or our two games we've had, and walk in and I was uh, walking by and I just see them run it back for a touchdown. I'm like, wait, we had. The ball, what? I'm like, oh no! What kind of Georgia State hell is this? Georgia State is back. <laughs> I sat down and watched a score and was like, "Woo, we scored so fast! I can't believe how fast we scored!" And then I looked at the scoreboard and I was like, "We're tied." <laughs> but what? it was something absurd. It was like two minutes and there was three touchdowns scored in that game. I right. was four, four plays, I think, is what it was. Yeah, it was a total of four plays. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> It's like that's, that's, that's butt fumble territory. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff does not tend to go in our favor, but I'm going to uh, make it every single time. I 
I wrote down all kinds of notes and brainstormed the, over the past few days of what we're going to talk about this game, but I really got nothing, man. This was just a cool game. It was fun. Uh, the thing that I find so crazy about it is we've been harping on Fuquay defense for the past Fuquay. couple of years now. And his defense did not give up a touchdown. The defense did not give up a single score in that game. He's living up to his promise that he made me. And <laughs> he's got to continue that every game this season. Yeah, if we can, if we can, go, if we can not give up a touchdown. Well, I don't think he promised that. But, I mean, no, but we were all him. excited about the defense after the yeah. Ulala game too. We were like, "Holy crap! What is this? What is this? We've got a defense!" And then all of a sudden, they came out against ECU and played even better. You know, I mean, they gave up like one big play. Yeah, yeah, one big play. I mean, uh, obviously they were able to get n- number of field goals in there, but if you can hold the defense to field goals, I don't care about that at all. Yeah. Uh, I guess special plays is the area of improvement, and that's what everybody was saying. Like, you know, our special teams are garbage. All right, you know what? They faked a field goal for a touchdown late in the game. Uh, a botched punt led to a, a punt six. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? they call that a punt six? That's not a, is that a, or that's not a kick six. The punt six, right? Whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not. Did, did you I'm see their coach? Their coaches um, quotes after the game saying that you know he thought they got themselves in a good position to like come back or something. I'm like, what? What game were you watching, dude? Like that's that's like the worst coach speak I've ever heard. Well, I don't know if he's been buying into the Atlanta tradition here, or watching too many Falcons games or something. But that seems to be like the going trend on social media. Like during the game, and then like even afterwards, we talk about another Atlanta fourth quarter collapse. You know, comparing Falcons, I guess you can say Georgia and the national championship or whatever. But I'm like, we won by 20 points, and even if we didn't get that last second touchdown, we won by 13 points. This was not a collapse. No, we dominated in every aspect of the game throughout the entire game. There was a trick play. Okay, you you won on a trick play, and that's only going to happen one time in the game. Sure, we made a mistake on the punt. Okay, you know, but other than that, you got a really, you know, good at pick six an hour ago. So we, had, we had some good special teams practice, right? I mean, not the practice you want, not the, not the right side of the coin, but I mean, second half, we were, they only outscored by two, so we kept up with them. It's not like we collapsed or anything like that. Right. Um, Ryan went to a circle. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't care what he had to say about this anyway. So I will say in the game, Quad, Quad Brown, to me, looked fantastic. Then I looked at his quarterback ranking afterwards. I'm like, well, he did have the two interceptions. So I guess that pulled him down a little bit. But I thought he did a really good job reading the defense and taking what they were giving him. And he made some pretty spot-on throws that we don't get those throws every year. Yeah, I get you on the interceptions and everything. But if you scrolled a little bit further over and that stats, you know, stats – uh, he, uh, his quarterback ranking, I put it down here. Uh, where'd I put it? Uh, it's like 156 or something. It was his quarterback rating was absolutely ridiculous. You sure? Yeah. Where did I put it? I put ESPN it. says 68.8. I don't know. Maybe ESPN's wrong. Uh, Yahoo had 156.8 for his quarterback. Rating. I like Yahoo. Yahoo. Yeah, we're going, we're going like Yahoo. ESPN better. ESPN hates us anyways. My, us, I mean, Atlanta. So, I mean, Quad Brown played really well. And I also like Dustin Coates, that one run where, you know, he could have sold out and just gotten tackled. He's like, no, I'm going to juke and I'm going to score. And he did. And I was like, all right, I like this team. 
it like, was not just- it was it was very easy for them though. Like I I actually was I was watching it and I I, I thought their defense just missed a lot of assignments and like they didn't did. seem to care to get him. Like so when he juked, like nobody even bothered trying to like follow him. Like they were just like, all right, well he juked, so you know touchdown. So we'll watch. <laughs> yeah, it's like well that was cool, I guess touchdown. Well, to be fair to our uh, offensive line, our, our offense on there, what we did hear from the guys last week was this was a very, very, very young ECU um, defensive line. They were saying that when they played UCF the week before, two weeks before, that uh, it was uh, some of the guys' first college football game ever, and the others was their first game as a Pirate. So it was a very, very young line that we're not – we're probably going to see much more experienced – lines going forward but still you know the confidence that our guys got from that game the confidence the fans got from that game uh yeah i'm not gonna credit that to anything other than a dominating performance by the panthers i was just mind-numbingly fun to watch it was just great and if we take like a 15 yard gain and and it comes down to a 10 yard gain like that's still an explosive offense no matter you know no matter how you look at it so 49 points 49 points that's like i'll take it we can score, apparently. It's fourth in um fourth in school history for number of points scored, which I did look that up because somebody was asking on Panther Talk. We actually scored fifty-two points twice last year. We actually broke a record um for the first half. That's the most points we've ever scored in a half. Thirty-five yeah, points. Thirty-five our, points. Yeah. Our record was previously thirty-four points against Savannah State. Yeah, perennial bottom dweller FCS program <laughs> dropped out of Division One football. Uh, yeah, that's we we uh, scored more points on an American Conference team than we did that uh, that has been Savannah State. That's I mean that record looks a lot more significant now. It used to be Savannah State. You just ignore it, and now you look at it and you say, "What? That's an AAC team. That's that's pretty good. That's the P six. They had a good. They had <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it." <laughs> If you're like a P6B, you know, like, you know, can you be like, okay, if every every Power Five conference has their Vanderbilt or their Duke or their something like that? I guess that's actually someone posted this on Twitter. I think it was Twitter, maybe it was Reddit. I forget, but they said that uh, every conference has a UConn, and when they're gone, someone must rise to fill their space. So basically, saying the ECU is the new UConn of oh. American. <laughs> Poor guys. I love That's, it. I, I, you know, I, I did it immediately, and I, it's something that I've hated when I've been reading. Everything's been, like, very ECU-centric. It's been very, like, well, they must suck. It has nothing to do with any anything to do with our players being, like, any kind of good. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, we've, we've, we've been playing pretty well, you know? I mean, you give us a little <laughs> bit of credit for the win. See, Ryan, that's the thing. I thought about this earlier today. You know, the silver lining for us being such a horrible program over our – short tenure history is that when we do beat somebody that we're not supposed to Tennessee, East Carolina, man, that makes their fans mad. (laughs) They get so upset. Like, Oh my God, we lost to Georgia state. Where even is that school? Not just like losing, losing by 20. I mean, 20. That that is another good point. Yeah. uh, Zachary, yeah. The D played great. The D played phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm not going to complain about that whatsoever at all. Let's see what happens as the season goes on. But, yeah, uh, D played absolutely ridiculous. Literally lights out. Up. I mean, come on. Yeah, 50. That's another, another Georgia State team holds a team to 50, right? Yeah, that's another record. Uh, the fewest yards allowed. All right, it comes in like uh, 
behind Western Kentucky, which was number one in that bowl game, where I didn't even realize this. That game was years ago. We held Western Kentucky to minus two yards. Minus wow. two yards in rushing in that game. They had to do everything in the air. Not the I had no wow. idea about that game. Uh, I, I didn't get to watch it, so maybe that's why I didn't realize that. And I wasn't doing a podcast where I needed to talk about the game four days, three days afterwards. So, hmm. uh, yeah, um, yeah, we did a little bit of a tailgate. We actually tailgated a little bit this week. Oh, yeah, how was that? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, Ryan was nice enough to invite us and a few others over. Uh, we had some uh, pizzas. The Sibylas were there making the pizzas for Ooh, us. Fancy, oh, pizza. good breakfast pizzas. It was awesome. Um, and then uh, we had some other few others join. So I'm just going to go ahead and Ryan this week or going into the, the next home game, which is like a month from now. I'm going to put your address in the description of the show and tweet it out. Yeah, on Twitter and so have everybody come join us at your place. No, <laughs> I'm sure your wife will have no problem with that whatsoever at all. I was going to say, I think we kept it at a pretty good number. So we're going to try to keep it something similar, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, I, it was great. Right. I mean, we had a nice clean bathroom and uh, I cleared out the cars from, the, from the driveway and we had the whole driveway and uh, my neighbors came out and came over, which was cool. And I like it. I like how Ryan makes it sound like he's got, you know, uh, an auto dealership worth of cars in his driveway. I cleared out all the cars, you know, well, all two cars. <laughs> we were 300 yards deep in our driveway, three lanes wide. I cleared them all out. So we get oh my God. a from there to the tailgate. But that was good. It kind of gave us a little bit more of a, a true pregame feeling, even if it was just for a couple of hours before heading into the game. But that was good. <laughs> The next home game is what Halloween, right? Did they move the Halloween or did they move it to Thursday? I feel like that game has gotten moved multiple times. It, I think as of right now, it's Coastal Carolina on Halloween. That's Saturday. We don't know what time it is yet. I would assume. Sounds familiar. But it was like, I think it was originally scheduled for the 30th, like that Friday. Mm-hmm. And then they moved it to the 30, moved it to the 29th and then moved it to the 31st. So depending on what site you go to, I'm getting conflicting results, but I think it's on the 31st. Probably another nooner, right? We love nooners now. It's going to make sense to be a noon game because even though we're probably still in a state where people should not be going out and doing things for Halloween, people are going to be going out and doing things for Halloween. So schedule a noon game and get people to come out to that, then go do whatever uh, he activities they want to do that evening like walking Atlanta though I mean Atlanta is probably going to be pretty good and shut down people have been respecting a lot of that so so but what you're saying it'll be scheduled at 7 30 then not noon I know if it makes sense at noon it'll be at 7 30 best case scenario is it's going to be a a three o'clock game but I have to imagine that ESPN dictates all of this if we want to get on anything better than ESPN plus it's going to be another noon game should we set up battle for the East, right? Should we set up? Uh, well, that's, yeah, Coastal is killing it so far this season. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But uh, that could be it. That has the potential to being a very, very big game for the Sun Belt East Division. So, uh, Have you seen us getting any respect? I know we were at the bottom of most people's East rankings even, um, let alone Sun Belt going into the season, but, you know, Ulala was near the top and Coastal was not, you know, I mean, Scott called called that early, but, um, you know, they weren't really at the top of most people's, but now they're probably near the top. Well, if there's one thing I can count on you, Ryan, week to week is when I put together about 10 or 12 page of show notes, 
we'll be on about one or two and you'll jump right to about 10 or 11. Nice. So, <laughs> Do you yeah. want to talk about page 10? Yeah. So we, I mean, make it a fluid show. We'll, we'll come back to this again. We'll talk about it uh, now as well. Yeah. So the, the rankings standings, I mean, there's no, I mean, world famous power uh, rankings, 24 seven sports Pat came out that their first uh, week of Sunbelt rankings and yeah, Coastal Carolina, they ranked as number one. First, first place in uh, Sunbelt, uh, followed behind nationally number 23 ranked Lafayette, Raging Cajuns of Lafayette, Lafayette. Um, so yeah, they're getting some respect. They're getting respect at least by the 24-7 sports writers. They're getting trendy respect, right? Good. I mean, they actually made it on a sports, not sports center, on game day. Um, God, what's that crazy guy? The one that uh, he does all the, the he has the hammer and stuff. What's his name? Pat Thor? McAfee. Yeah, no. okay. well, yes, Thor. No, he he doesn't believe in coastal, so I think it's just he's firing them up. There's so much that goes into ranking of college football that is based off of a precedence that's been set for years and years in the past. So, like if you look at it right now. Uh, Appalachian State in the 24-7 sports rankings comes in its third place. I don't think Appalachian State's looked that great, and I think they're getting credit for how great they've been in the past, and people expect just a, a bad game or two they've had is the reason why where they are. And uh, you know, Georgia State does come in fourth behind them, so getting a little bit of credit there for the way we've played in our one-and-one one season so far. Yeah. I don't know. Matt McAfee is the guy I'm talking about. From Memphis, you should know this. Yeah, I know everyone from Memphis. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. That's I, he, come, he he comes on and talks a bunch of smack, basically about teams. So he was talking smack about the Chanticleers on Saturday. I was like, "Don't fire them up anymore. We don't want them winning everything." Well, I thought it was funny. I saw on Twitter uh, the um, an American athletic uh, uh, fan Twitter account asked what the best um, uniforms were in the Sun Belt. And they included us. They included uh, Coastal, I think App State. I can't remember the other school, whatever. And like Coastal's actual athletics account replied back, not even a question. And I wanted to put something smarky, snarky about, yeah, because everyone has teal in last place. Come on. No one, <laughs> if you don't wear that color out in general just because it's a shirt that looks fine, then, you know, no, it's not a good color. So no one wears teal. No one just walks into like a department store, sees a teal shirt and goes, that's a cool looking shirt. And they walk in there and go, Oh, I went to coastal Carolina. That's my school color. I will wear that. No one wears teal. I didn't know what teal was before coastal Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, subjectively it's us. We've got the best uniforms, but, um, but if I was looking at it from an outside observer's perspective uh, in some sort of objective light, I think Abby probably. Yeah. Black and yellow. Like yeah. Yeah. The yellow. Yeah. Now, they the picture they included of Georgia State was actually uh, one of our uniforms that was blue and black combo. It's year old uh, uniform. My comment back to them was, "You didn't even include our best our best uniform in the picture that you included." All there. blue, all blue, all in, all blue from head to toe. Let's well, Matt helmet, Matt helmet, blue. I think Panther I saw head. that that uh, Twitter thread. I think the author of it said he liked the blue and black combos. I don't yeah, I mean that. it's it's a good look, but it's not our it color, is. so it's right. problematic. 
Yeah, actually, speaking of uniforms, back to the ECU game, we debuted that new helmet sticker or stickers. I guess it's plural stickers because you've got a different one per player because they have their number in red on the side of the helmet. How did that look on TV, Tim? It looked fine. He never noticed it. Don't lie, Tim. No one noticed no. it. No one saw it. You didn't look at it. We didn't look at it. Didn't make a it, difference. It'll never go away. It's burned. It's burned into my eyes. <laughs> Add it to another set of the uh, Georgia State logos, the cornucopia of of logos. I think just bring back the script Panthers. Why not? I mean, just start the baseball, in there. The baseball yeah, Panthers? Still the baseball one in there. I like that for baseball, but I noticed that Tulsa. Not for football. Tulsa's logo is very much that script thing as well. It is. Yeah, so – so uh, our buddy Zach was paying more attention to the game than you were. He says it looked good on TV. Look- it looks fine. He's not playing. my fave. He didn't, he didn't even notice it. He didn't even. Not see my it. fave. Not my fave. I did but, send it to, a picture of it to David though. When you score forty-nine <laughs> points against an American Conference team on TV, you're going to go with what works. So we may see more of that. Yeah, dude. I, I don't care if they were wearing like you know piss yellow helmets. It's fine. If they no if pants, win, for, win no by pants, twenty right. points every time. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I did message David about it during the game, and he he wanted us to lose. Just, just gonna throw it out there. That sounds, that sounds like me. I don't remember that. He's like, it's still the ugliest thing ever. We should lose, and I was like, eh, I'll take the win. <sighs> I don't. I don't think they had these before, but they had four dollar beers on Saturday, and wow, it was not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> like anything good, four dollar beers, or just what they had left from last game. It was, I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what it was called. It was like Naganis or something. It was something. a weird beer. It was probably whatever. Uh, Max Wine and Beer were like, "Oh, we found this in the back. Uh, we haven't sold it in fifteen years." Here we'll give it to you. Sell it for four dollars a beer. It was pretty good. It wasn't bad. It was it was a drinkable beer when you're sitting outside watching your football team you know kick some ass. Yeah. So uh four dollars and you could you use your uh season ticket holder credit for that or not? Yeah, but there's no cash value, so you had to get two. And Ooh, so you gotta yeah. drink fast. Yeah. What a shame. What a shame. So wait, they're encouraging the people to like pound beers. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, what did you guys think uh, the end of the game? We were up by 13 points at this at this time, and it's third and five on the five on ECU's five yard line. And we, rather than take the knee, win the game, we chose to hand the ball off and run it in for a, another touchdown to make it that 20 point win. Was that necessary? Unnecessary? Was We've had so many times where teams have run the score up on us, and they win one more time. Is was that a good was that good play calling, or was that kind of just being a dick? I think it was payback for the uh, coach speak earlier in the week. Good point. I didn't I didn't put that down to talk about, but yeah, there was a little. The defensive coordinator was talking a little smack about Georgia State earlier in this uh, week, wasn't he? He was. So Elliot's like, "All right, fine. I'm gonna run it down your throat. Done." Yeah, you, I mean, I, th- I think it makes the guys feel better. You know, you like get get a, get some more stats and start feeling good about what you can do to that team, and you can start pointing now to the twenty point win instead of the thirteen point win, which is always a win. But um, it it 
the only reason I don't like it, it's not an on sportsman thing. It's it's one more play that you could hurt your your players, you know? True. I agree. I do think that for all those people that were complaining that we were letting the pirates get back into the game, it's kind of a nail in the coffin. No, we weren't. Yeah. We we, we put our pulled our foot off the gas. We could have scored at any time. We were not trying to, as Ryan said, get our players any more injured in that game. We were trying to run the clock out, get our players home safely and whatever. But yeah. All right, you guys want to put up a couple of uh, gimme points on there? A little garbage touchdowns through your <clears throat> crap and block uh, punt. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll shove one down your throat in the game. We'll, we'll balance that out a bit. We'll yeah. balance out our uh, special teams blunders with a touchdown, which is fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even see who got that ball. Did was there something that was was there was there some drama with Destin Coates that he got pulled in the second half at some point or something like that? I thought I was really talking about it, but I didn't do enough research to figure it out. Second half went downhill for me quick. I didn't even. I, I'm going to be honest here. I had no idea we even did what you just told us we did. <laughs> I had literally no idea we ran it in uh, with five seconds left. That's so they were really good four dollar beers. Yeah, actually, on that point, uh, Prue has. I, I'm not even going to try to say that word. If someone wants to take it for narrow game set. Yeah that that beer that beer sounds good. Yeah, it's um. It's a beer they had there. It was tasty. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so how much faith you got in this team going forward? you think this was just taking advantage of a young defensive line and we can, you know, chalk it up to a one-time type thing? Or you think that we really got something special on our hands? And, you know, like we said, or the episode title two weeks ago after the Lafayette win was we're never, that we're never losing again. Is that, does that hold true? Are we doing still <laughs> That's it. Undefeated. We're near sure. again. I think we're going to see some like offensive woes, but it feels a lot to me like our defense is the real deal. Like they, they seem like they were in position all the time. Uh, th- it was the right people in the right place. I mean, we were always just like crap. There was always like three guys around the ball. I mean, it was crazy how how much we just like called the right thing every single time. Um, and I gotta chalk that up to to play calling and and some other skill. I think, like I said, the the um, the defense, their defense, I saw stumble a little bit, and they they didn't seem as good. And I I think our offense is good enough, but we're gonna see them stumble a little. So, what do you think, Tim? Um, outside of App and the emerging Coastal Carolina, and obviously our rival of the South, I don't. I'm fine with every other game on the schedule being a W. Yeah, I think it's gonna come down to coaching because now. Going into this season, we had said that people asked us, like, how this game was going to go. I don't know. We we had no idea how the season was going to go. Is Quad going to, you know, be a year older, a year more experienced, and, and come out there and play the way that we want him to play? Is Fuquay's defense finally going to do something? We have no idea, you know, even with our, our kicker, we had no idea what was going on there. Uh, Destin Coates, whether he'd be able to handle the load himself without Seth Page, so we've answered a lot of those questions to an extent in the first two weeks. Now teams know how to play us. They've seen what we can do. They're going to be you know, game planning for all of these things we've been watching these past two weeks or you know, past two games. So it's going to come down to coaching. Make sure the kids actually uh, can still execute and don't get frustrated by anything when they come back at them and things are a little more tougher in the game. So, uh, yeah, I but I agree with you, Tim. Looking at the rest of our schedule, 
App State looks vulnerable. Uh, Arkansas State, I think we can totally push over in a couple of weeks or a week and a half from now. Coastal is the only team on the uh, schedule that really scares me at this point. It probably should be Troy because Troy sucks. <laughs> uh, no, you allow. Well, we can't ever beat Troy. So in anything, yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I think there's a very good chance. I mean, we, we could honestly be looking at not gonna not calling anything right now. But we could honestly be looking at Georgia State's first divisional title and challenging for the championship uh, this season. So. Ooh. Exciting time to be a Panther. It is unfortunately wish- because of our first loss, it might not be at home, but that's fine. Neither here nor there. We play better away. Yeah, but who wants to go to Lafayette, Louisiana? Ugh. Yeah, I guess we'd have to go at that point, right? No, <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I, I would, I would try to make that happen. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those kind of things. Like I realized one. People talk about you know they realized they were an adult when they got excited about buying a washing machine or something like that. I realized I was an adult when someone ordered tequila shots and I said, no, I don't have to do that. I don't want to because I don't want to. I don't want to go to Lafayette. I don't want to go to Louisiana. I sure mm-hmm. don't want to go to Lafayette, Louisiana. All right. Fair enough. I probably would. I probably would do that. What if you tailgated at the border and just drove in for the game and drove Wait, back Wait, then you'd be tailgating in Mississippi and that's – I did actually do that for the Falcons game <laughs> in New Orleans. We stayed in uh, Biloxi. Nice. And we drove in for the game and drove back that night. No hotel stay and everything. But to my, to my tequila point, I did actually do a tequila shot at Woods Chapel before heading into the game because someone bought it for me. So, <laughs> But they spent an entire $2 on it. I, I had to I did a shot. So, uh, One point I saw on the Sunbelt message board, I had not thought of before this perspective of the whole thing saying we've had a number of teams that moved up to the FBS level in this past 10 years, including us, uh, Southern Appalachian state, USA coastal. I mean, all Sunbelt schools, like Liberty technically, I guess. Um, but they, they, without the comment was that all these move ups have hurt ECU the most in college football, because a talent pool of FBS perspective students now have a lot more choices and, Apparently, Greenville, North Carolina is not as nice of a place to go to as these other six, seven, eight schools that have come up, maybe, possibly. Not as attractive. I don't know. But that's just a perspective I hadn't thought of. you think there's any uh, credence to that, Tim? Um, I think so. I think, I mean, obviously, you use this point to tell the ECU podcast guys that we belonged in the American, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which well, no, they I- loved. Well, I mostly asked you that question because I knew if I asked Ryan, he would say, I don't care. So, Ryan, what do you think? <laughs> About what again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can, totally, I can totally see it. I mean, you know, if you're an 18-year-old and you're trying to pick a school and you're looking at places you could go and, you know, that P6 is attractive, but it's Greenville, North Carolina, which I had to look up on a map. I'll be honest. I didn't know where it was. The first time I saw Greenville, I thought it was that, you know, the no, other one. No one knows which. It, so, the, the weird thing about North and South Carolina, or even North and South Dakota, they're not related. They just share after their name with each other. But if, you're not, if you don't live in those two states, those states, if you look at them, you, they're kind of the same thing. You know, like I don't, I didn't know that there was two Greenvilles. I didn't know there's one in South Carolina and one in North Carolina. So, I saw Greenville. Oh, wow. That's actually a pretty close drive. Nope. That's on the other side of the coast. That's that coast. But whatever. 
it's really far away. So yeah, I had no idea where Greenville. I didn't know they're definitely were. not on the coast. It's kind of like southernish distance from the coast, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so anyhow, uh, East Carolina, uh, you can suck it because you got uh, Georgia State taking all your recruits now because we do recruit in the Carolinas almost exclusively. Jesus so. Christ. Yeah, <laughs> almost exclusively. Atlanta <laughs> is in South Carolina, if you didn't know. Apparently so. Apparently so. All right. Uh, there were some cool stats about the game, but we're not a stats thing. So I didn't, I put them down if you guys want to go. Oh, Ryan, you brought something. Uh, we got some awards, some conference award this uh, week. Yeah, research. Well, I need, I need you to, um, since you wrote down the name, I'll need you to say the name, but we got a defensive player of the week. <laughs> Don Tavius? Was that Antavious. right? Antavius. Antavius. Yeah. Ant Man strikes again. Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah. Congrats to, um, Antavius Lane, who uh, got defensive player. Uh, he's got one of the five interceptions that Georgia State's got this season, which is like, I don't know, he's first in Sunbelt that leads the FBS or something like that. We're doing really good. That pick Our- six was beautiful, too. I mean, I went back and watched the – I saw that, and I was like, well, hell, I should go watch the highlights, and uh rewatched them, and that was it was beautiful. Beautiful pick six. There was one stat that kind of stuck out to me, though, uh, so the, the defense that we've been questioning so much is eighth in the FBS on third down defense. When when teams we're opposing are on third down, only twenty five percent of the time do they actually convert. That's that's huge. That's yeah, impressive. That's, that's, that's a good defense. <laughs> we're not used to that kind of stuff. We're not used right. to it at all. I'm used to no, teams I'm, going for it on fourth down. <laughs> I am. Um, I I actually had had sort of slowed down my cheering on third down because I was like really sick of like losing my voice and hurting my throat and them just converting anyway. Yeah, well, not this season. Not this season. It's been working. <laughs> Cheer your lungs out, man. Cheer them Hurt out. My throat. Yeah. Or every fourth time you you can be quiet, but three out of the four times, just be as loud as you possibly can. So. <laughs> So you goes in the record books as a win against an American yeah. conference. We're one and one against American teams. Woo. One and two. Technically. I don't think Houston was in American when we, I don't think American was a thing when we lost to Houston. So that doesn't count. Uh, by week this week. Ooh. So insert by week joke here. I hate the by week jokes. Right. We're going to win. Our defense is going to dominate. Yeah. Can't lose this week. Complete <laughs> shutout. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, we usually make the other joke though that we're like worried about bye, like bye my win. I think that's the usual Georgia State right. joke. Exactly. And yeah, I did. these guys are looking dominating this year. But they're gonna sneak past us with the W. I think I did this last year when we came with the bye week. I said I hated the bye jokes, and then we went on a rant of different bye week jokes. <laughs> uh, it sounds familiar, but I killed a lot of brain cells that night between then and here. Uh, but yeah, so we, we don't play again until Thursday the following week. So it's a bye week with a early game, but then there's that Saturday we don't play afterwards. And then I think we're away again. I mean, we don't play, we don't play a home game on a Saturday until that October 31st or whatever. Oh yeah. Until the end of the month. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I told my wife that on Sunday morning, I'm like, well, good news is, I'll be here the next three weeks. <laughs> I mean, or maybe bad news for you. I don't know if you want me here or not. 
Uh, good news after that, though, is uh, once we do have Coastal down here, we have games every every week until the end of the season. But that, that kind of changed this week as well because they moved back the Sunbelt Championship to the 19th of December now. I saw so, that. Why did, we, why did they do that? Just to make room for other games being made up or – I think yeah, I think it's a chance for Sunbelt games to get made up. They didn't. There was not a lot of information in the announcement, so I don't know if that's a chance for us to reschedule like our Charlotte game or not. Or, I, I doubt we do. Or pick up. Well, so Charlotte's AD was asked in an interview about uh, rescheduling the game, and he said uh, not optimistic about scheduling uh, that game. So I mean, we're, just, like, we're not answering the phone. <laughs> oh that's rough why uh, not we don't need it does it have coach hunter's uh extension on it is that oh is no that- we'll take the w trend. we'll <laughs> take the w well I, i'm thinking that's exactly what it is they don't want to uh play that game after they saw how we handled Eastern yeah. Carolina. like well why do we want to do that that does i think I would think they would want the home game. That's why they would do it. I mean, unless they're planning on not having any. I don't, I don't know what their attendance looks like if they're like filling their stadium or anything like that. But typically, like you want, you need six home games. So yeah, well, currently Conference USA still has their uh, championship game scheduled on December fifth, and it would be uh, December fifth or December twelfth that we would have open. I don't think Charlotte's playing in the Conference USA championship. Replay it contingent on if they're going to be in their own championship. I think that's safe. safe. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think Charlotte thinks they're playing in in the game. But, but we uh, could make it up afterward. Like if, if there's no bowl bowl season, which I think is could happen. Like a lot of bowls could probably cancel because I don't think there's a lot of money made there. I don't really know why we do it. Um, but like we could possibly just do it then, right? We could do it after. There's no conference implications anyway. So we win our championship or go to our championship win or lose against that them i think this year anything goes <laughs> if we, we just play, make up our one year bowl game in, if we play a game in march because we want to play a game do it who cares yeah. charlotte come on down yeah, fine <laughs> it's yeah. our own bowl game none of our, us are qualified come play our spring game next year will actually be the charlotte uh makeup <laughs> <game>. <laughs> hey that'd be really cool i i mean i i think we should do some of that so yeah, a scrimmage, a, a preseason scrimmage or a spring yeah. scrimmage, something like that. But yeah, uh, preseason, preseason uh, spring season, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, so talking about the other teams, uh, there were, um, let's see, Arkansas State got blown out by Coastal last week, 52 to 23. So Coastal has a high-powered offense. They're, they're firing on all cylinders this season. Um, I mean, so Scott said they're going to be good. Was that one of the things he said, Tim? I think you or one of you guys said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. He was calling it when he was on the podcast. He, you know, before he'd even seen a game, he was like, "Coastal's going to going to surprise everybody." That guy should probably write a book about or a magazine about. <laughs> yeah, he could make some money off that. Just yeah. didn't give away for free. What What would he call it, such a? At least write a few pages. Yeah, what would he call such a uh, periodical? <laughs> I don't know, like something about like the uh, pages of Sunbelt. Uh, yeah. Oh, Sunbelt pages—that'd be good. Yeah, yeah that's not, not bad. We should check the buy the domain. How much? And how much should he charge? <laughs> he should charge at least two dollars. At least less than six. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I promise he's not a sponsor, everybody. But you should check it out because no, I, I, right. I'm a sponsor of him. <laughs> 
but yeah, uh, so Coastal is uh, hosting Arkansas State. And I think that'll be a good good judge because we play Arkansas State on Thursday, the following Thursday. So that's a short turnaround for Arkansas State. And if Coastal blows past them, then oh, and then we're able to beat Arkansas State. I don't know if we play them more competitively. I don't know. We'll get a good idea about how we're going to play Coastal based off that Arkansas State game, hopefully. I don't know. We'll talk about Arkansas State next week. Uh, I'm confused. I feel like you're talking about games that have already happened. Yeah, this is last week. Okay. Oh, I, I, I don't, you know what? I'm confused. <laughs> Coastal already beat the crap out of Arkansas State. Yes. So when we play Arkansas State, we'll get a good idea about how we're going to play against Coastal. There you go. Thanks for being honest because the Yingling Lights. I was just like, what the hell is going on right now? I was like, look at the schedule. I'm like, are they playing them twice? What's going on? Yeah, it's like Troy and uh, Middle Tennessee. Uh, Coastal has Louisiana. What a matchup this week. That's going to be a good one. That's the one that everyone's going to be eyes on. But there's a stupid hurricane coming through because, you know, uh, Lafayette lives in the worst region in the entire United States. So, um, we don't know if that game's going to happen or if it gets moved to Conway. Louisiana State moved their Missouri game to uh, Columbia. Oh, that, or, yeah. or potentially, depending on how the, how the uh, hurricane moves. So it's possible that Lafayette moves their game to Conway. Whatever. But that that's the one game. That's the one Sunbelt game I'm, I'm actually interested in watching. Like, I'm never actually interested in watching a Sunbelt game if Georgia State's not playing in it. But that's one that is has implications. Because like you said, uh, if – Coastal comes out and beats them, then maybe that there's a chance that a home game Sunbelt Championship could be in Atlanta, though. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, so before, like, as a, as a previous Georgia fan, you know, before it was like, this is, it was like, this is how Vandy feel, feels, right? They're watching, like, Auburn play Georgia, and they're like, who cares? Because it's not going to matter to us. But now we're watching, you know, Ooh La La play Coastal, and we're like, Hey, hey, this matters. We and we actually need to be rooting for Ulala, you know, which is pretty weird. No, we're not rooting for Ulala. Go reverse. Yeah. No, reverse. We're rooting for Coastal because no, we need Coastal to get a loss so that we can be number one in the East. We can still be number one in the East if we beat Coastal. Mm, right. But with a loss to Ulala ourselves, we're, we're, it'll be harder. If we went out in the East, uh, it's it's Sunbelt total, Sunbelt record, not the Sunbelt East record. We would still need a little help. We'd still need Coastal to lose one more. But yeah, if we were, so we're going to root for them to lose on Saturday. I'm I'm, I'm not. No, I want <laughs> I want Coastal. You want Louisiana to have more losses. I want Louisiana. Sorry, crap. Sorry, I want Lafayette. I apologize, everybody. I want Lafayette to lose <laughs> two games, and I want Coastal to lose two games in in conference. Okay. I, I don't care. I don't care what Lafayette does from here on out, as long as we beat them in the championship. Well, but if they have if they have two if they have two conference losses and we don't, we only have that one to them. That means we host the conference championship. And uh, I mean, I, yeah, I don't care. I'll beat them at their house. I'll beat them here. That's fine. I'll I'll beat them. I'll okay. beat them. We will definitely. Right. We'll here first. Be, no, but Lava. we will. I just realized I was doing it, and I was like, "That's not." You're cool. doing what you hate the most. You're you're using "we" as in reference. No, to- I'm okay with that. I like "we." I'm fine with "we." I've always been fine with "we." But I yeah. I was a little a little weird. You are a little weird. <laughs> That's uh, fair. But yeah, well, so I think that there'll be a lot to talk about as far as com- a conference implications after this week's of games, even though there's only a couple of them. 
but yeah, one other thing is that Georgia Southern barely outlasted Monroe, who's horrible, <sighs> absolutely horrible. So great. Other than Southern playing Lafayette, well, they play like crap this season. So yeah, they're they're hurt. I don't I think saw, they're happy. I saw it on there. Twitter, somebody said that they're playing like so far this season they have played like exactly to the level of their opponent. <laughs> That's actually what I wrote down. Are they playing? Are they playing to like what they think the team's going to come out and do? Like they thought Lafayette was going to come out and be gangbusters, so they came out and they played gangbusters. They expected to roll over Campbell and roll over Monroe, and they played like absolute garbage. Granted. At this point, they got to know that we're going to beat the hell out of them, so they're going to come out and play their best game. But sure. I, I like the way that they're trending right now. They do not look good, and yeah. we do. So, screw those guys. I think uh, I don't know. If, did you catch the last play of the Monroe Southern game? I didn't watch that game. They played oh. the. They had to play on college football final. So, like he was inches from the end zone to beat them with no time left on the clock. QB yeah. ran it. It kind of looked like he got in. I feel like the Sun Belt did a disservice and didn't give them the win for some reason. But, you know. Well, know. that's the one school they're trying to get out of the conference. Monroe's <laughs> that's the school that's folding. No well, reviews. I, I did see a replay of the last passing play, though, with the, with the wide receiver who was in the end zone wide open, and he got overthrown by, like, six, seven yards. I mean, it was nuts. And, I mean, it's like, what are you, what are you guys doing? It's terrible. He trying was trying to lose. There was no pressure on the quarterback, and the wide receiver was wide open. He overthrew him like crazy. And it's like, what is this? You should have won. This is why people don't like you, Monroe. Biggest question: Will they win a game this year? <laughs> I, that's, I don't know. Not like that. <laughs> Do they have an FCS opponent on their actual schedule? Another like, one. Oh, did they already play one? They probably nah, they, they had UTEP, but they gave UTEP their first win in eight thousand years. Well, I think I said this last week. If we if we talk about them not winning any game whatsoever at all, then that's the game they'll win. It's against us, Liberty. They'll win that game. They're only yeah, yeah, they're coming up this week. Twenty point dogs. I'll root for them. Yeah, I'm not rooting for anything that comes out of Louisiana. Yeah, that's fine. That's me. Uh, so, yeah, we talked about rankings a little bit. Uh, ESPN, FPI had the same top three, just in a different order, but they did have Georgia State at fourth. Uh, fan rankings, if you look at the message boards, because there's not a lot of Sun Belt rankings going on. Uh, Georgia State's getting a little bit of credit. There's even some people that had us, you know, third. Wow, impressive. Ooh, which is fair, which is fair, though. We have two three and teams in the conference being behind them with one and one record. I'm fine so with that. So it's La La Coastal than us? I mean, according to just some stupid people on the internet, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, no. I mean, I'll take it people right now. Don't like, people on the internet do not like to give us any respect, so I'll take begrudging respect. We don't give ourselves respect. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. It's been a rough go, man. <laughs> right now we're excited about Fuquay's defense. We'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. Hopefully he keeps it up. Yeah. He has a promised upkeep. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, he's – you are really going to hold him to keep that promise to you, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I think promise, if, man. If our defense goes to shit this season, I think that uh, Tim's going to go up to Fuquay and be like, "I'm tearing up our friendship bracelet. We are no longer friends. <laughs> this is, you know, you're dead to me." But uh, speaking of rankings, uh, then the Thursday night podcast, a bunch of people online, they were all like, you know, advocating for Lafayette to get ranked again after dropping out last week. 
Lafayette did not play a game. They did get back in the rankings at 23, along with Iowa State that they beat. That was nice of them. Yeah, but, like, I know I'm alone on this one. I literally don't care about any other school in the Sun Belt. Like, if you're not going to rank or not, I don't care. I, I, sure, whatever. I'm, I, I'm not going to use this platform, which we really influence a lot of people with, to uh, to say that we need all the other Sunbelt schools to do so gangbusters. If they do gangbusters, great. Let's beat them. But I don't – I'm not, I'm not going to – Talk about that crap, which I'm kind of talking about it right now. Yeah, you talked about it for a while now by yourself too. It was weird. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I mean, I mean you're weird to do that and then be like, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I realized how stupid I was sounding halfway through that, and just thought I, could, <laughs> I thought I could talk my way out of it. But all uh, right, moving on, moving on. I mean, I think they're ranked just because Iowa State beat Oklahoma, right? Yeah, so got ten going now. That legitimized their win. Blah blah blah, and they're ranked. The end. Dan. All right. So we'll beat them this weekend, FYI, and they'll be out. So there's only three Sunbelt games. It. Stop talking, Tim. God damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's three Sunbelt games this week. We already talked about Coastal at Lafayette. Lafayette is um, a seven point favorite in the game, which I think is a lot right now. I, the way Coastal's playing, I think it's way, I, I would take Coastal on in that game, but. I gave, up, game. I gave up on tracking that. That that's the game I want to watch. I will I will watch that game if it's aired this week. If it comes on, if it happens, uh, but they have that hurricane that's going to be messing everything up. So I don't know. Uh, we, I mean, you guys agree this is the game we're watching. We watch that game. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not doing literally anything else, so. All right, you guys come over to my house. We can watch the game together. Oh, right on. I have not cleared that with anybody. You yet. better do that soon before she listens to it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, she's on. She's like in the episode. She's in the thirties. She's trying to listen to everything in the back in the history. Oh, we're good. Yeah, she's good. She's really good. Uh, and then we got Monroe at Liberty. Liberty's a nineteen-point favorite over Monroe. Pull it out, Monroe. Somehow, <laughs> I would. I take, I'll take Monroe on those points as well. Personally, I don't think they're going to lose by that many to Liberty. Um, and then. Arkansas State is a 13-point favorite over FCS Central Arkansas. But that's cool. So Arkansas State has a game this week, this Sunday or Saturday, because <laughs> Arkansas State's in the NFL now. Arkansas State plays on Saturday, and we have them on Thursday, so a short week for them, even though they're playing FCS. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. Arkansas. I, mean, I don't know what you want. Like, that's – yeah, you're right. Arkansas State probably. I don't know. Probably, probably with the points too. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the uh, lot other game, I thought there was only three. There's four because it was a different page. Uh, Texas State at Troy. Troy's an eight point favorite in that game. I like Texas State in this one. I like Texas State as well. I think Texas State is way underrated. They played so well. It's just their record doesn't show it. They're only one in three, but they played four games, and they played all four of those incredibly tightly. So I I like Texas State in that game a lot. But uh, yeah, cool. And we talked about the Sun Belt championship game, date change. Uh, probably not getting uh, Charlotte in there at all. Uh, one bit of uh, basketball news came out over the week. Uh, we got um, the conference schedule released, which is kind of strange, isn't it? Because normally, don't we get the out of conference schedule released first? 
but I guess the world's upside down screwed so. over. So that's a better phrase upside down. I like that. Um, and typically I dive into schedules like really big and I try to put like a lot of effort into figuring it out. It's probably one of the more just like general standard, nothing really wrong with it schedule that I've seen come out from the Sun Belt. That should be the goal every year, right? Like not, not like for every team, just make it like that. Yeah. I mean, so I'll, I'll voice my negatives, which are, we start the season four games away. I don't like that. I mean, it's a, it's a lot to be away in a row, but it's, it's over the course of just two weeks. That's I was going to say, so what does that mean? We're, we're going to play in like, like four days. In? Yeah. Like that's not a big deal. That's not horrible. And assuming there is an out of conference schedule, we've already would have had some home games up front. So there better be, that's no big deal. Does that mean we're not having um, like, like uh, does that mean? So usually we open the season with like a couple of terrible, like not even just the exposition games, but there's, there's usually like one or two really bad teams, right? All right. Exposition games. (laughs) Yes. Great. Good. The exposition games. Awesome. Uh, we do normally open with cupcakes, but they're, that part of the schedule is not released. I would bet that we, if those schools are willing to play, we probably do it. In a closed gym. No one there. I see. Uh, so the conference schedule is four games away, but it's not necessarily how we're opening the season. Right. Correct. We don't know. We don't know how the season opens yet. We just know how the conference play is at this point. But I, so I don't like being four games away, but I don't think it's that horrible because we turn around and we have three games home and then we're away three home two, away two, and then we end the season with four home. That's the best. I mean, I like it. four. Yeah. That's I'll totally trade four games away to start to have four games in the season at home. Cause the sports arena as you know, well, the sports arena is what the sports arena is, but we win there. A lot. Do. I'm okay. The the one thing that to me that really stood out as the most weird as the Sun Belt has seemed to bought into that Georgia State, Georgia Southern rivalry. And we've always had our last regular season game of the season. Regular season game of the season. Yeah, it works. Um, then the Southern game, whether it's here or whether it's there. Right. And we have them in the middle, smack dab in the middle of the season. Uh, January 18th, we host, and then January 30th, we're there. It's 12 days in between the two games. That's just weird to me. It's a quick turn. I actually, I actually went on to the Sunbelt um, Sun website today when I was trying to find out the Defensive Player of the Week thing, and um, it was funny because, like, on their headlines, like, you have to click into things for this week, but it still had stuff, like, it still had the, you know, Georgia State, Georgia Southern game from last season as like one of their headlines. Ooh, it's funny you remove that. that. It's funny. It's like the third that. one down. It's funny you say that because um, I actually went to their site today to look up what the regular season standings were of the basketball teams from last year. And they don't even list the 2019, 2020 season as an option on their rec- their history. It's that like, like it didn't finish for the tournament. So we don't know how to put it into the, to the computer. So uh, that's Sunbelt, New Orleans office logic for you. I mean, what kind of employees can you hire in New Orleans to work for you there? They, they can't figure out how to do an incompleted season. 
Just put in a random school everywhere. But I'm yeah. curious if they're going to let people in the sports arena. That's what I want to know. They better. I don't know if they'll like keep us all in the upper deck, maybe, you know, on both sides. I promised you guys that I'll make a sacrifice and I won't go so that you guys can spend more time there. Thanks, Ryan. Socially <laughs> distance a little bit better. I'll, I'll decrease the density in the building by one. No, I. I think you can tell. I mean, granted, the sports room is like a closed-in gym, it's like a closet. Whatever. I did, but I mean, you could spread out your season ticket holders over the course of the entire thing. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Who, who knows what the world's gonna be like by then? Maybe we don't even have. Maybe yeah, hopefully things are better by then anyway. So I hope so. I think people are getting more and more one comfortable, but two used to precautions. So they don't mind going out stuff, doing things, and they don't mind keeping distance and doing everything. Uh, <laughs> for Decker. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It'll be. An upper like oh, man, maybe, maybe that's our episode title, Upper Decker. <laughs> Nooners and Upper Deckers. Nooners and Upper Deckers. <laughs> the season that was 2020. But, um, yeah, no idea what the out-of-conference schedule is going to look like. No idea what we're going to have. But it was kind of nice to get a little bit of information about uh, the uh, conference schedule this bi week to have. I mean, we spent an entire hour talking about East Carolina. I thought we were spending all about basketball. And we got to be prepared for March 5th through 8th in Pensacola. Yeah, do you think we'll still end up doing Pensacola? Pensacola? Pensacola. It's not even a hard one, man. After a few beers, it is not the easiest word in the world. <laughs> How often do you say Pensacola? <laughs> More you, often than you, apparently. Pensacola? Is that like pina colada? Do they do they have a soft drink in there called Pensacola? Because you should totally have a Pensacola. Oh, my God. You know what? If there's any breweries in the Panhandle of Florida, they should have like a spiked boo, spiked uh, soft drink called Pensacola. David, you're cut off. <laughs> no you more kids. Me? Dad is going strong on this one. Pensacola Porter. Done. You don't. You don't control me. Please don't text my wife right now. Uh, <laughs> but do you think we still play the tournament in Pensacola? I would assume so. Probably. It's, it's probably uh, safe. Yes. Safer taking all the teams down there than it is to fly teams back and forth for Sunbelt Pensacola bubble. Man, we need to have a Pensacola soda. I like this idea. Like a, a little um, like a, a citrusy type of boozy. Like a spiked Sprite type thing? Pensacola. There's got to be one of those. Just keep going. All oh, right. I can see the number of watchers dropping off of Facebook. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll hit up other sports and end it, and we'll talk more about Pensacola in uh, Last Call. But, yeah, uh, men's, men's soccer got their uh, fifth winning win of the uh, season today. All right. Just before we went on air, on air, whatever, uh, 5-0, they beat Mercer for the second time. They beat, since last week, they beat UAB and the crap down south, 2-0. That's awesome. Uh, they've got Coastal coming up, and uh, next Tuesday they'll be playing uh, UAB. So men's soccer doing well, very well. What about women's soccer? How are they doing? Uh, not as well. But doing well, they're three, one, and one. They um, Friday at Troy, they tied 
one one and two and double overtime. Well, I guess if you tie, it's double overtime. But yeah, one one. Uh, Sunday they went to double overtime, but they actually won the game against USA. So nice. yeah, and then they've got they play App State on Thursday, which is you know behind them in the East and Coastal, which is behind them in the East. So yeah, Our Ladies, soccer has been been strong for a few years now. I feel like every year they they have a good start and um, end up you know in in their competitive in the tournament. I feel like they they always sort of fail there, but. At the championship game, it seems like. Yeah. Tournaments are tough. It's Atlanta. I mean, this is a, they're an Atlanta team. This is probably not even their fault. You know, if it's one game, we're fine. But if it's one game to end it all, no, 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 that's not <laughs> our to whatsoever at all. That's not our side. So, uh, yeah, so, the, yeah, women's soccer doing well, 3-1-1. One, and one. I'll totally take that on the season. Uh, that's a good soccer score. Tim, you're resident yeah. soccer expert. A they haven't lost. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and they haven't lost in a while. So. Right, uh, volleyball not doing so hot. They're two and five. Uh, but the weird thing about volleyball is, I went to look and see where they were in the standings. I don't know if this sport is supposed to be played earlier in the the year, and like they're just now figuring out how they can play games in the pandemic, whatever. But there's three schools in the conference that have not played a single volleyball game yet, and then there's Lafayette who's played eleven. We've played seven games, uh, but all balance out. And and to make it even worse, Lafayette is eleven and zero. They're having a Ooh. yeah. So, and uh, we do not play them this week. So anyhow, uh, best luck to the ladies of volleyball. Do something there. But that's all I got on other sports. Unless you guys got anything else you want to talk about? Nah. Sweet. Let's bring it in. Uh, we're just over an hour here. So nice. uh, perfect timing. Thanks, Tim. Uh, oh yeah, Tim, was it John Weaver saying 10 points? They got 10 points total. Three wins and a tie. Oh, gotcha. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Tim, for being here. Thanks to the guys who watched at home. We're going to uh, head on to our last call. Talk about this. Uh, talk, find out if Ryan knows what an exposition game really means. <laughs> But we don't know what it means. <laughs> I like that I actually made fun of my. It's a colada. I, I couldn't say words for the longest time, but I'm going to hold Ryan accountable for his one exposition game. It was pretty bad, though. It's pretty bad. But I, you know what? I went back and I looked up exposition just because I knew like it was wrong, but I wanted to see what it what like what it was, and like it's not terrible. They could be called that. Like I'm not totally off. Yeah, but they're not called that. I know, but they could be. It's like games to kind of like see who you are, to like Exploring. learn about who the team is. Uh, yeah. Very good conversation for last call. This is what, for, for those who have not listened, this is what I, well, I'm not going to say this is what we talk about, but this is the crap that we're supposed to be talking about. Anyhow. We go on to expositions in last call. Expositions. And sometimes they're exhibitions. <laughs> Thanks everybody for watching. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, check out last call when it comes out on Friday, unless you're a patron, it'll be available to you tomorrow. Uh, yeah. And we'll talk to you next week about Arkansas State. Short week. Bye, y'all. Go Panthers. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.